It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Scott Miller, baseball a writer for the columnist for the Bleacher Report. A proud alum of the St. Paul Pioneer Press, as am I. Scott, how long have you been covering baseball now? Hey, Patrick, nice to be with you. You know, uh, about 30 years and about the last 20 as a national baseball columnist. And after watching, uh, after checking in on the Tigers and Pirates today, do you ever consider another occupation? We're in the... We're in the 12th inning. It's 10 to 10. They started at noon, and it's now 5:04. I'll tell you what. You know, I'm uh, I'm approaching Petco Park for tonight's game out in San Diego. As I've been driving down, I've been listening to that Tigers-Pirates <laughs> game. It's unbelievable. Gardy has been kicked out. Our mutual friend yes. Gardy yes. from his home opener after. 10 to 10 in the 10th inning. Uh, James McCann doubles. Nick Castellano slides across the plate with what they thought was the winning run. The Tigers mob each other. Yes. Then they go to the replay, and the doggone replay takes like five minutes. At I least. It was supposed to be two at, at the most anymore. You got to call a guy safe in that situation and let these two miserable teams end the game. Poor Guardy. <laughs> Poor Guardy will have 14 pitchers by the time they play the next game. He's uh, he's always yeah. worried about his bullpen. Uh, I think, uh, Scott, we get closer and closer to putting a guy at second base in the 11th inning. I, I'll tell you what. I, I, I hate that idea. But I also hate the idea of instant replay taking five minutes. I mean, it, it, how hard is it? Instant replay was invented brought into the game to prevent uh, the um, the embarrassing calls like yes. Jim Joyce when he when he yes. missed a call at first base in, the, yes. in what would have been a perfect game. That said, how hard is it to go to the replay, and if you can't find anything conclusive in two minutes, just say, look, too close to call, umpires calling the field stands, boom, done with it. I hate that they can't make that common sense decision i agree with you uh uh, call stands if it's a minute and a half and the other thing is when a guy's spike comes off first base and they call him out and decide that the cubs are going to advance instead of the washington nationals that drives me nuts too absolutely right yeah yeah or second base when a guy steals and he comes off for that split second and he's clearly safe by a mile it's like it's like the whole gotcha call yeah, it's brutal. Hey, Scott, uh, so uh, this Yankee thing, are we already overly paranoid about how many uh, games the Yankees are going to win and how many home runs they're going to hit? <laughs> 
What a, you know, you couldn't have drawn that up yesterday, could you, any better for, oh. for Giancarlo Stanton? Oh, my goodness. I mean, you, but you know what's funny, Patrick, and you know this as well as I do. So he hits two homers yesterday in the season opener, double. The uh, Daily News, one of the tabloid headlines today, big picture of Stanton on the back, and uh, uh, already in giant type, John Legend. Words, <laughs> yeah, like John Legend. You know, and it's spelled G-I-A-N, missing the giant. And, and so, but you know what's going to happen is next week he's going to start on like an old for 15, and everybody in New York's going to be ripping him, saying how bad he is. That is uh, that is what makes uh, the New York still the greatest newspaper town in the country, though, because we still got the Post and the Daily News to entertain us. Absolutely, that's uh, fantastic. So, uh the uh, how about the uh, I would have liked to have been in Vegas yesterday. Giants, you get a shutout with that collection versus Kershaw yesterday. How the heck does that happen? How about that? I mean, you know, and I keep saying, and and I know you're with me on this because you're a baseball guy at heart. It's why we keep watching this game <laughs> every spring training. We all break it down according to how it all looks on paper, and then the season starts, and we all look like idiots. You know, I mean, it's it's. You're exactly right. Madison Bumgarner, would, you know, had he not broken his hand, him and Clayton Kershaw is always a opening day matchup worth watching. And but he's gone, and so they throw this tie block kid in, and uh, he gives him five shutout innings, and they piece it together from there. And you know, next thing you know, Kershaw's on the wrong end of a one nothing loss, and and it's just it's you see stuff you can't draw up all the time. Just like how about. How about the very first pitch of the season yesterday? Ian Happ yeah, slugging right. into the seats in Miami. Hey, Scott, have you got your hands around uh, full-blown uh, 38-year-old graduates of an Eastern College running the game now? I mean, I, I, I respect these guys. I like these guys. But uh, I, I had a sit-down with this Daniel Adler kid they, they hired. Uh, he's got three degrees from Harvard. Including a law degree, uh, and it's uh, to see these guys. They could be running big companies or working for big companies on the rise, and they all want to be in baseball. It's uh, really weird. Yeah, in fact, John Daniels left a company uh, to, to. He was making good money, I think, on Wall Street when he left to take a job in baseball. Now, of course, now he's making really good money as the uh, president of baseball operations for the Texas Rangers, but. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's a game that uh, seduces uh, both the well-educated among us and the not very well-educated. <laughs> that that is true. Now, uh, Bob Tewksbury was one of the more interesting twins we had, and we all love Bob Tewksbury because whether he was good or whether he was bad. He was going to throw strikes and get the game moving. That's for sure. We we admired it. We wouldn't have time of game issues if Bob if there were more Bob Tewksberries in the world. What and now you have uh, written a book with him called Ninety Percent Mental. How did this come about? Yeah, you know what? Um, uh, even though he just emailed me two winters ago saying, "Hey, do you have any interest in writing a book?" Uh, the seeds of this book clearly were planted in the Twin Cities in 1997, 98. Uh, you know, when, as you mentioned, Tukes came through Minnesota. Uh, that, as you mentioned earlier, uh, I, an alum of the St. Paul Pioneer Press, I was covering the Twins back with you and everybody else. 
when Tewksbury finished his career there, the last two years of his career. And um, as you said, intelligent guy, witty guy, I always enjoyed him. So then, flash forward over the next many, many years, couple of decades, you know, I see him every now and then, not often, but every so often at Fenway Park because uh, he was working as the Boston Red Sox mental skills coach. And, you know, he's one of those guys, and you have plenty, I'm sure, as well, Patrick, when they pass through your life, then you, when you, whenever you see him on the baseball field in the future, you, you, uh, you always want to make sure to say hello to him. And Tewksbury's one of that guy. So when he reached out a couple of years ago, I had not written a book yet. I, like a lot of people, my thought was, geez, how, how am I going to have time to do this? But, but between liking Tewksbury, between he has a good sense of humor, those are two traits I really like. And that's why I like you, Patrick. You're a good, nice guy and, and a good sense of humor. And uh, then you throw with Tewksbury, aside from that, um, the subject of mental skills, which was interesting to me. And it is an area that the game, as you mentioned, all these Harvard alums that are running teams, a lot of teams are hiring mental skills coaches now. And I think 23 of the 30 clubs now have at least one, if not more, guys uh, metal skill guys to help their the players, the thinking being. Uh, it's such a competitive game. We saw in the Moneyball era, people are thinking any edge I can get, even if it's one or two wins a year, is worth it. And that's where this comes in. And Tukes has carved out a really good career as a metal skills coach. He's now moved on to the San Francisco Giants. And of all the metal skills coaches in the games now, in the game, He's unique in that he's the only guy that's played Major League Baseball and has a master's degree to coach metal skills. Did he, uh, now, is he taking the same practices he was using as a player, or has he grown in that area also uh, in, the, since, in the 20 years since he played? You know, I think a lot, a lot of it is, is the same. A, a lot of it, it's like a lot of his principles he took for a test drive, so to speak, while he was playing, because as you recall, um, his fastball was, it was, no. wasn't going to break any windows, 86, 88. And he didn't hour. exactly have a great breaking ball either. He just kind of threw, he just kind of located everything. Exactly right. Um, historically, in the dead ball era, he ranked second in all time in that era for walks per nine innings. He had freakishly good control, and he had to outthink hitters. So, a lot of the principles, he was always interested in this subject, and a lot of the same principles are what he teaches, and it kind of all starts from the theory of a positive result never comes from a negative thought. So he's always looking at ways and talking to guys about you got to drive the negative thoughts away. And, you know, there are many, many... Uh, different examples of that in the book you know one quirky one that is you know he'll talk to people about the movies and acting and he'll 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 talk to pitchers for example and he'll say look you go see a tom hanks movie you go see a denzel washington movie what what happens you lose yourself in the movie because those guys they they, they are those people you know tom hanks is whoever he is act, acting and, and so he tells pitchers that's the kind of mentality you got to take to the mound. You know, you need to, you know, get past any self doubts, and you need to own the role. And and that's that's one of many different areas which, which uh, you know, 
examples of of what he tells guys. And you, but you've uh, made eight starts and you got an eight and a half ERA. How do you uh, how do you keep those? What's his secret for keeping those thoughts? Well, among other things, uh, a lot of visualization, a lot of imagery. Um, John Lester is a good example. Uh, he's a key figure in the book, and John Lester loves Tewksbury. And uh, Lester, Andrew Miller of Cleveland, Rich Hill of the Dodgers, Anthony Rizzo of the Cubs, those four guys in particular um, were great about opening up to me as I reported my part of the book about their work with Tewksbury. Uh, Lester, to your question, um, first half of 2013, worst half season of his career. He was out of answers. So he talked to Tewksbury. He said, what, what do you got for me? So Tewksbury took him in a room right before the All-Star break and right before one of uh, Lester's starts and walked him through, had him close his eyes and almost just get into as relaxed state as he could. And, and they went through this whole visualization drill where, you know, Lester looked at the opposing lineup, and, uh, and he's, he's going over it, visualizing, first hitter, I'm going to approach him this way, here's what I'm going to throw him, here's the result I think I can get. Second hitter, same thing, this is how I'm going to approach him, this is the result I think I can get. Lester loved it because when he went out to the mound that night, he felt like he had already pitched that game before, and so he was relaxed, he hit his spots, and it really worked for him. And he felt like, again, he had been there before, and so he kind of got into this. So he still does that before every start, and that's one of the areas where you're right. If a guy's got even like an eight-and-a-half ERA, a lot of it is breathing, slow things down, visualization, imagery, think about it before you do it. Um, He's big on believing that the muscle memory stems in part from – you know, your mind and doing things over and over uh, before you actually go out on the field and do them. Okay, I got to run, Scott, but did, is Tukes the one that advised Lester just not to throw to first base so it wouldn't be a problem? <laughs> just that, that wasn't him, but you know, it's funny. That came up, that problem with Lester, that came up late in his Boston career. In, in fact, there was a scene on the plane in the before the 2013 World Series where Larry Lachino comes up to Tukes and says, hey, this is becoming an issue. Can you talk to him about this? And Tewksbury and Lester talked to him about it some, but then 2014, Lester got traded to Oakland, and then he was other mental coaches' issues. Not <laughs> <Tewksbury> anymore. <laughs> All right. Hey, Scott, thanks a lot, sir. We'll do this again this summer. Always a pleasure talking baseball with you, Patrick, from today all the way back to when you and I were in the press boxes together. All right, sir. Uh, thanks, Scott. Scott Miller uh, has done uh, wonderful uh, since he uh, vacated the Twin Cities 20 years ago. We'll be back. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. Intercepted, Buckland the shot, and Foster gets a round of applause with every save that he makes. And that was a good one off of Buckland. Carried in by line in front of the net. Oh, big save. Foster makes the stop off of Stasty. Can't help but cheer for the guy. Well, like, if his boss is watching, give him the day off tomorrow. After he's done celebrating tonight, he may not feel like going to work tomorrow. Sharp angle, chance, and Foster makes another save.
You know, uh, You know, Carl Anthony Towns was a pretty easy selection as the sports person of the day yesterday after mm-hmm. 56 points, right? right? Right, This was pretty easy, too. Oh, yeah, this was a slam dunk. 36-year-old goalie Scott Foster. Uh, he was, uh, the the day started for the Chicago Blackhawks yesterday with their uh, goalie Forsberg apparently got hurt in the morning skate. How you get hurt in the skate, I don't know, because they shoot eight pucks at Didn't you. that same thing happen to Backstrom against the Blackhawks in the playoffs? He got hurt yes, in the morning right skate, the remember? And then Harding, had, back. Yeah, and Harding had to go in for him. Uh, Colin Delia was hoping he would get a chance to play in the NHL. This was going to be his debut, sure. right? So yeah. he played. He, he started the game. He got hurt in the third period. They had brought Scott Foster. Uh, they'd put him on awareness that, hey, he might have hey, to play because he was show the backup. Up. Well, his buddies, I guess, knew he was the backup. They were down the street. The guys he played in the beer league with in Chicago, uh, down the street, uh, drinking and watching him play. That is so fantastic. Raising hell. He ends up uh, getting in in the third period, 14 minutes to go. The Blackhawks already have the game well in hand. He ends up making seven saves in the last 14 minutes. <laughs> now, he used to play at Western Michigan. And even though he hasn't been there since uh, 2006, I'm sure P.J. Fleck had something to do of with, course his, he did. Uh, yes. with his ability to, to uh, show up and play last night. But I think that my favorite part of the whole thing is he's already got somebody already went on and gave him a wiki page. Oh, He's already on wiki. Scott Foster is a Canadian accountant and ice hockey player. He appeared in one game for the Chicago Blackhawks <laughs> in the National Hockey League at the end of the 2017-18 season as an emergency goaltender following injuries. Uh, Foster played junior hockey in the Western Ontario Hockey League. He then moved to Western Michigan. He was there uh, uh, 2002 2003 uh, something happened. He wasn't around in 2004-05. Manny, didn't you say, didn't you look it up, and he hardly played at all in uh, in his senior year, right? He played one game and gave up seven goals or something. He uh, he gave up three goals on seven shots in just one and, game and in the 05 06 season. That was yeah. his end of his college career. But he was living in Chicago, uh, working as a, uh accountant, and uh, all of a sudden he ends up playing the game last night. And you know what? He'll be sitting in some bar at age 55, and yeah, I played for the Blackhawks. Right. Was, yeah, sure you did. Pat. Sure. Yeah, sure you <laughs> did. No, look, it, I have a Wikipedia page and <laughs> yes, everything. That's right. I'll show you the I'm, You can find page. me in Hockey Reference. That's that. Yeah, he will be. He may, you know, he'll be a hockey daddy ba- database now. He probably already made it because he played college What hockey. kind of pension you get yeah. for 14 minutes? You I get a decent know. pension? I think the NHL, I think the guy at the who I talked to about, Three years ago at the Wild Game, yep. who was mm-hmm. the backup? Yep, I think they gave him five hundred bucks. Oh come on! I th- no, I think that's what they did. I think they gave him five hundred bucks. Yeah, he, didn't he didn't play. He didn't. Oh, that's but, true. He didn't play. You're he right. Was, I think they gave him five hundred bucks to be there. They signed him to some. Don't worry, those cheapos, the NHL, they're not going to give you any money. But I did these, love the uh, these kids. Are, 
These guys would pay for their own meal. Oh, right. They wouldn't yeah. care. Yeah, they would but care. I do love the uh, the call, it's up. by the way. He's on, he's on hockey reference. Yes! Already. It's one game play. Yeah, he's in there. <laughs> I love the uh, the guys doing the game, by the way, that said, I wonder, is this boss going to give him tomorrow off, or does he got to show up for work? Oh, hell. He showed up for work. Oh, no. Don't you think he with, showed up With for his work? goalie gear Don't still you think on? he showed up for work and had everybody, uh, hey, hey he you want to see him still wearing the glove? That's yeah. That's right. Uh-oh. Guardy. Detroit three is in trouble now. Alex Wilson has been pitching for about six innings. <laughs> Gave must have given up a three run homer, huh? Uh, Gregory Polanco hit a three run oh, bomb. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, Guardy will has he had time to cool off? It's been about an hour and a half. Yes, since it he has. I think it, he's gonna it. be okay. It is uh, thirteen to ten in the thirteenth. The Tigers had the game one. The umpire stole it from Gardy. Gardy got a double ejection. He got thrown out by two different yes, umpires. Yes, he did. <laughs> and uh, he's one for one as far as the Tigers. He also got kicked out of an exhibition game this year, didn't yes, he? Yes, he did. That's yeah. right. We were standing out here watching it in yeah, the hallway. What was, he, uh, what was that Well, about? that, we, we concluded that the umpire in that game was brutal, and he was squeezing everybody. Mm-hmm. So he went out to argue balls and strikes, I believe. Okay. Yeah, Gardy <laughs> could have been the guy that... Wanted, would like to see the exhibition games move along. A yes. Bit. Oh, he's so but, lovable. Uh, so we started at 12.10, probably, by the time we got done with the wound-up. In fact, I was standing with Wetmore. It was, ju- it was like 12.05 when and we were in that now room. 12, now it's now 5.27. So if you get the Tigers out in, let's say, 15 minutes, you're, you're looking at 540 here, yeah, right? we can get her done 540. in 540. This is going to really have a bad of impact on the speed-up rules. Yes, here. it is. <laughs> you know what You know what really messes up the speed-up rules? Bad pitches. Bad, <laughs> bad pitches. <laughs> really yes, it messes does. up the speed-up rules. We'll be back with Johnny Heights' Good Friday update, and maybe... Some thoughts for the day on Johnny as we celebrate the greatest of all Christian holidays. He might be able to share some of his viewpoints on this uh, situation. Yeah. Patrick, this uh, this is a special request by the newsman Johnny Hyde. You liked his Hey Jude version? Oh, loved it. Dwayne Allman on lead guitar. Ooh, really? Wilson Pickett. It was with the Swampers down to Muscle Shoals. You think if uh, Wilson asked, uh, anybody, they all showed up? If Wilson wanted uh, somebody like Allman? Yeah, but he actually went to them. He went to Muscle Shoals saying, I would like you to make my record with me. Oh, really? And then he also worked uh, with Booker T and the MGs. All his Atlantic stuff is with them. Steve Cropper and Booker T and Duck Dunn. Yeah, so he uh, he chose basically... <laughs> You don't know what you're talking about, Was he a hard lifestyle guy? Uh, He lived pretty hard from what I've read about him, yeah. Mm -hmm. He didn't take it easy, as they say. Might have had some companionship after uh, Uh, his appearances. uh, I would have given (laughs) myself up for that. Are you kidding me? I think the pipes like that? The nickname Wicked Wicked Wilson Pickett probably probably, (laughs) (laughs) probably was I was saying that uh, some of the videos I looked at, and and these were smaller joints, and he was being introduced by a brother. Yeah. It was always wicked, wicked Wilson Pickett yeah. showing up. They didn't. There was none of that. The exciting Wilson Pickett. No, no. Here is Johnny Height with a sports update. Thanks, Patrick. This update sponsored by KFC. KFC's twenty dollars fill-ups will feed a family of four with eight pieces of delicious Kentucky Fried Chicken, two sides of taters and gravy, coleslaw, and four flaky biscuits for just twenty dollars. KFC, it's finger licking good.
Uh, Timberwolves in action tonight. They are on the road playing the Mavericks down in Texas. Uh, Twins off today. Uh, after playing five on the road, they'll come back home next week. Uh, other uh, Major League Baseball scores today. Oh you guys have God. been talking about this. No one. one has covered the Pittsburgh-Detroit ball game in this market quite like us. In, uh, including Detroit radio shows. Right? They haven't covered this game. Right. Uh, that, but by the way, a long ball here from Mickey Matuk, and we're tied again. <laughs> 13 to 10 in the 13th. Uh, this game started I'm, when I'm, I came to work today. Yeah, yes. So. Yes, twelve oh five. Oh man, unbelievable! I'm rooting for it. By the way, let's. I don't want this thing to end. Let her keep going. I think all that good health stuff that Cardi did for about the last three oh, years going one game. right out the window. You know, here's the He's question: in there eating ham sandwiches and drinking beer. Here's the question I want to ask because, like Johnny just mentioned, he and I were in the room watching the first couple innings, and yeah. Ivan Nova took forever. Yeah, and. How are the mountain visits in this game? They have oh. to have exceeded the the new limit for. I, they, I say one thing: nobody's going to the mound anymore. They just go out to get a pitcher. Yeah. If you go out to get a pitcher, it doesn't count. Okay. Yeah. Oh, if I you didn't go, know if that. you go out and take them out of the game, so yeah. it's just when you go out to talk yeah. to the yes. pitcher. Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, the only other game going on right now: Washington leads Cincinnati. Uh, they're in the seventh inning. It's one to nothing. Washington. Not a surprise. Max Scherzer on the mound. He's gone six innings. Well, the, why did the Reds start so late? Uh, I mean, what uh, they usually know. they used to be like the earliest game, well, or maybe they had a rain delay. Or they something. had a rain out yesterday, yeah, so maybe they had a rain delay. They should be done by now. One nothing. Uh, Scherzer's gone six innings, given up five hits, and of course he struck out ten already. Wow. I think he has the best stuff in baseball. I yeah. think his stuff is better than Bra- Kershaw because of that breaking ball is so quick. Kershaw throws that big looping curveball. Plus, he also can just rear back and blow it by you with mm-hmm. the way that Kershaw just can't. Fantastic! Do that. Did you see? Uh, speak- if, that, if he was still with the Tigers, this wouldn't be thirteen to ten. In no, the, no, uh, right thirteenth. Speaking of Kershaw, yesterday uh, I think it was either Buster or one of the writers posted the comparison him and Koufax through their first X number of starts. Mm-hmm. Kershaw's numbers are a world better, but you can't count Koufax's first couple of the years first couple, when he was yeah. trying to find the strike zone. Yeah, yeah. no, not once at all. he found the strikes, there's six years there that are incomparable. Yeah, mm. yeah. Vikings uh, signed wide receiver Kendall Wright today. He was with the Bears last year where he caught 59 passes. Uh, Before that, he played in Tennessee. Best year was 2013 when he caught 94 passes. And the Vikings apparently are interested in uh, the Raiders just released their punter, Marquette King, today. Uh, Marquette? Marquette. Marquette King. Well, our guy had a fine year last year, didn't he? Well, Ryan Quigley has a non-guaranteed $790,000 base salary. So they think they can get somebody even cheaper? Cheap, Wills. I don't know. They are cheap. King's been a good kicker, though, hasn't he? I've always, yeah, he's, been, he's been a pretty good punter, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah they got uh, Cousins damn near for free, the cheap wolves. <laughs> <laughs> Only guaranteed him $84 million. Should have been 100 right. cheap SOBs. <laughs> Minnesota United might make another move. Pioneer Press says they're working a loan agreement to acquire Peruvian wing Alexi Gomez. Oh, my God. I'm having heart palpitations. That's in the wake of them getting Darwin Quintero, of course, during this week. We're a pound in South America there. Gomez is considered a versatile player that can play both left and right wing, potentially. Who doesn't know that? Yeah, in a central attacking midfielder role. I hope he's bigger than this little short guy we got yesterday. He's five foot five, the guy we got yesterday. I don't have any stats on that. Little teeny fella. How big he is. Teeny fella. (laughs) 
United in action tomorrow night against Atlanta. You will hear it right here on yep. the station. Pre-match at 6.30. The game is underway at 7 on 15. Wear a coat and drink yes. heavily before you get to the game. Oh it's going to be 25 degrees. That's going to be very, All very right. chilly. These, these guys still play in their shorts, too, right? They don't oh, like yeah. wear a sweatsuit. Well, you get something. the longer socks, don't you? Yeah, maybe that's about it. <laughs> she it's is over. officially over, boys. The Guardy lost. Wow. We got robbed. Guardy gets robbed in his first game in Detroit. All right, Johnny. Thank you. you Have bet. a good Easter, sir. Thank you. You too. Uh, we were hoping for some inspirational thoughts from you, but you didn't give <laughs> oh, us that. Uh, he's a heathen. Uh, he is. <laughs> Uh, Wilson Pickett's signature song. Now, Mustang Sally's close, but uh, he, he covered that one, basically. He got that one elsewhere. Uh, this was his uh, song, Into the Midnight Hour. Uh, we, we appreciated uh, Wilson's uh, airs for allowing us to use him today. It was a tough negotiation, but yes, yes they were was. very nice. It was, and it's going to be hard to top, that's for sure. That's for hard. I would have liked to seen Wilson Pickett in the new armory. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, you got to go check this out, folks, when you get an opportunity. The new armory downtown Minneapolis. What if Jagged Edge had opened for Wilson Pickett? I'd be there. Okay. I'd put up with him. <laughs> I'd put up with him. But, uh, and plenty of rooms at the bar. Plenty of room at the bar, too. Uh, you what did know, you say? 80 yards long? Well, they're both the size of the building, basically, Man. on each side of wow. the. I don't know how many bartenders they have, but. Uh, you're not going to be standing in the line to get a beer like First Avenue. That's for, hoping somebody Good. might come by. And, that is the only. I love First Avenue, but it's when it's packed like that. That place thirsty, can be miserable. Yeah. If you're thirsty, it's uh, well. You know, I hadn't been there in 20 years until Nathaniel Ratliff, and a little hard on the old. I, a, I was the oldest guy in there, and B, my <laughs> knee was barking after two and a oh, half hours on that. Because <laughs> you got to get there an hour early to get a place to stand. Yes. Yeah. And then. Nathaniel Ratliff went two hours, so I had the bad knee. That's uh, uh, it's going to be very interesting, uh, Darius Baisley's decision to uh, leave Syracuse, or not to uh, rescind his commitment to Syracuse, and announce that he's going to go to the G League, make himself eligible to be signed in the G League, out of high school, straight out of high school. I did not realize that you can do that. 18-year-olds can do that. He's no. got to wait till he's 18, but then you play one year in the G League and then you go into the draft. You yeah. have to either be, you have to be one year, re- right now you got to be one year removed from college to go into the NBA. Or, but wait a minute, don't you, you have to be, be property? You have to be property of somebody no. to play in the G League, don't he's you? In the, yes, Probably but not. There's, he will, he'll play for somebody, but you will have no rights to him. He'll still have to be drafted. Okay. Right. So He'll if he signs with be. the Iowa Wolves, yeah. the Timberwolves are not going to have his rights. The Wolves yeah. can, he can be averaging 35 a game for the Iowa Wolves and they can't call him up. He has to still go through the Won't draft. Won't this start a trend then, don't you yes, think? Yes, it yeah. will. Yeah. And I think that's where they're, I think that's where the NCAA is headed. They're going to do the two and done, I think. That's, but, what, that's what Condoleezza and the folks are going to come up with, I think. You know, yeah. and you mentioned it's, this a, a while ago. I'm actually now completely on board with just have it like how baseball is. You can either yeah. be drafted right out of high school or you got to spend three years in the well, minor. You won't you know, spend or, three years in college, but it'll probably be two. But they got to do something because the qu- the quality of the college game would drastically improve, I believe, well, if they make these kids stay longer. But, uh, okay, you got 20. Kids, uh, 
who are the one and done. I mean, the, the one and done guys are now not going to go to the. They're going to all try to go to the NBA, and if they don't make the NBA, they'll play in the G League. Yeah, you're going to probably lose the. You know, I'm not saying Trey Jones would do it that way. He might prefer to go to Duke for two years, but you're going to lose a whole bunch. Marvin yeah. Bagley. Would yep. not you have. would not see Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley would not be playing. You would not see DeAndre Ayton. Okay, no. but look at who's in the Final Four right now. You know, Loyola doesn't have a one and done. No, Michigan doesn't no. have a one and no. done. But I agree. I think the only reason to do two and dones is it could reduce the cheating. It could reduce the buying the player because they're they're further removed. <laughs> you know, and you go to the Gator. You could go, you go to the G League. And you can still get shoe contracts and, you know, the stuff Mm -hmm. you can, you know. What I'm wondering. It's going to be very interesting. What I'm wondering, too, is if we're going to start seeing, because the Marvin Bagley's and the the DeAndre Ayton's of the world are not going to be going to college, you're going to start seeing Duke and Kentucky start getting some of these players that might end up going to, like, would have otherwise go to, like, Loyola or something like that might end up Well, maybe not Loyola, but. Certainly, uh, you know Duke and Kentucky, come here. Duke and t- Kentucky yeah. are going to be getting them the, the kids that are you know going to that next so, level. Yeah. So for for instance, let's just I'm just spitballing. Let's say the Gophers were to sign you know like uh, Mr. Basketball out of New York. Um, yes. Instead of him coming here, he would end up going mm-hmm. to Duke unless they really scouted him well <laughs> and found out he couldn't shoot. We worked in a Gopher cheap <laughs> shot, and they said it couldn't be done. Well, he actually—I will say—he played he, he, the last ten games. He improved. He yes, he like did. He, a player. Yes, he did. He looked like he could play. Yes, he—I mean, he was complete. When he stopped worrying about the jelly on his layups and started actually playing basketball, he was okay. You guys think about this. I still think he's going to transfer. The Gopher basketball season has been over for over a month. Yep, it's March. Yeah. 30th. Yeah, they were done, what, February 27th? Because <laughs> remember they said like that? February. They, right. had, February they had almost made it to March, the Gophers did. Almost made it to March. <laughs> Who'd they beat? Who beat them? Uh, it was Rutgers, Rutgers, right? Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't good. No. No, no, it was not. <laughs> How about Penn not State? A good look. Yeah. Penn State's good. How about that? Did they win the NIT? They, they did. Easy. They beat uh, wow. Utah. They beat crushed the I didn't realize that the NIT, that they went to playing quarters in the NIT this year. Yeah, just a, any gimmick that yeah. attracts some attention to. What what is the object? That's I don't to know. slow down the game even more. It's college. I think it's. I like the twenty minute halves because it makes you have a bench. If you don't have a bench, you should pay f- the price for that. I think. Don't mm-hmm. you? You should pay the. You know, I wonder if they're doing it. To, I think. Wonder if they're doing it to sort of test it out to see if they want to do it. Oh, and, you know, and that's all, it. That's all year why round, they're, yeah. they're they're doing that all the time. But uh, I, I I like the twenty minute half. Me but too. they're doing it in women's basketball. Yeah, they're playing quarters in women's. Yeah. By the way, all the Notre Dame haters, this is the one night a year where Notre Dame haters might root for Notre Dame. They're playing UConn in the national women's semifinals. Oh tonight. my god! <laughs> Nobody can. rooting for UConn is like rooting for Russia, isn't it? <laughs> you know, it's like rooting for po- Putin. Rooting okay. for I mean, rooting for Connecticut. I mean, yeah. Connecticut. Yeah. UConn is, uh, you know, you can't root for UConn. But we like Maya Moore, though. She was at UConn. Oh, she's great. But you're not a Geno guy, though, either. No. Geno's 
thinks he's performing benediction over the entire you know what? women's game. You know what? He's Krzyzewski. He's, ne- he's, I, w- I was just, just going to say, <laughs> next time we have Brandon Lang on, we should ask him what he thinks of Gino Ariema. And we could. We, I wonder I, if it'll I be the same, hunch, similar I got opinion. I he doesn't tout the women's game too much. So. Yeah. Hey, we got to come back. A good Friday edition of the Friday Feel Good Thought for the Week. This is a good Friday tradition here on the ride with Racy. George, George Beverly Shea singing the greatest gospel hymn of them all, How Great Thou Art. When Billy Graham was at uh, Madison Square Garden in the 60s for six weeks filling it up, George George Beverly Shea came out and sang it every night. And wow. He converted a lot of souls there. So, Manny, what is your... Feel good thought for the week. My feel good thought for the week is our guy Gardy is in mid season <laughs> form. We all got a, a a kick in the groin right off the bat. Yeah. He thinks he won the game. Loaded the loaded the bases. What was it? The fourth inning. They loaded the bases and up. I think with they nobody did it out. twice. First yeah, in the fourth. Twice. Yeah. Didn't score either time, and then Gardy gets tossed after that mm-hmm. controversial play at the end. He's in mid season form. Welcome for back, Gardy. You gotta call the guy safe, as Phil, as Scott Miller pointed out. Yeah. If it takes five minutes, you can't reverse it. Exactly. Right? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Welcome 100%. back, Gardy. Glad to yes, have you back. We are happy. I'm on the same uh, plane as Manny here. I'm just glad baseball's back. I was down. I, I got to go to Fort Myers for the first time in a few years last week. So. It, it uh, it started the itch back, and then watching games this week has been fan bleeping tastic baseball. I don't and, care uh, how early it I is. I got news for you again today. With today's five hour and what was it, forty two minute game? Five hours and twenty seven minutes. We are w- inching closer to a man on second. I Nobody out in the eleventh inning. It's gonna happen in yeah. the minor leagues. It's starting in the tenth inning. But that's just guess, wrong. That's wrong. No, I I, I get it. I, I'm with you. It's, it's going to happen. But that's just no. And the excuse will be pitching. They're trying to avoid pitching injuries and using pitchers too much. All right, let me ask you a like question. That. You covered Gardy basically every day mm-hmm. he was here. Do you think after he had the meltdown, he got back to the clubhouse and kind of went, "All right, I still got. I still got. I still got. I still got. I can guarantee you." It took him an hour to stop steaming, though, because he thought yeah. he had the game won. And it looked, like, oh, yeah. it looked like he was safe. Yeah. Well, at least it looked like you can't, you can't overturn it. it. Yeah. No. I guess my feel-good thought of the week is uh, kind of the same thing, you know. I, I don't agree with the, the Twins opener on Thursday, 38 degrees and perhaps snowing, but what the hell. You got The you grand old game is back, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, there are certain things occurring that uh, take way too long, that's for sure. I, you know what's worked easily, though? The visits to the mound thing hasn't yep, been a problem. You're right. Yeah. And by yeah. the way, because of the tout of Brandon Lang, I think we need to run to Vegas. A hundred and a half for Giancarlo and Judge? For a combination? Yeah, 100, They're gonna 100 home that. runs and a half home run. Well, 100 dot point They five. are going to blow by 101. Absolutely. <laughs> Unless somebody gets hurt. No, that's true. Yeah, somebody pulls a groinal or something. All right, gentlemen, have a good Easter. We will be back on Monday. You to the ride with Royce here on the home of Sports Talk in the Twin Cities is 1500 ESPN, KSTP, St. Paul, and Minneapolis. Man, I was running a flawless board until the